You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hi, everyone. Welcome, and thanks, guys, for joining us today uh, for our podcast. Yeah. You know, sweetie, we have a great message for everyone out there today. What what are we talking about today? Well, what we're talking about is, is your marriage on autopilot? That is a great question. And And we say that every time we have questions out there, but that really is something that you need to be asking of yourself and of your husband or your wife about your marriage. And, you know, honestly, I think we can say our marriage has been on autopilot at times. Oh, my goodness, yes. And so Absolutely. it happens for a number of different reasons. I mean, you know, busy life, children, schedules, mm-hmm. uh, work, whatever, and you just kind of fall into this pattern, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like that. I had given a couple messages or teachings on the sneaky deception of busyness and the sneaky deception of boredom in your marriage. And those truly are uh, depicting, you know, a marriage that's on autopilot. Yeah. Because you just, you, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a slow fade. And, and before you know it, it's just where you're at. Right. And you always want to keep excitement in the marriage. You always want to keep some spontaneity in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you just don't want to fall into that trap. But, you know, there's some things that, that make sense uh, to put on autopilot mm-hmm. in yeah, your marriage. Like, absolutely. You know, I, I, again, I'm bringing this to you from an American perspective. But, you know, we I have done for our budget, like I've set things up for auto pay, for mm-hmm. our bill paying. So I just know that it's happening. I get the receipt for it. And it just it makes life a little easier, a little simpler from mm-hmm. that regard. Mm-hmm. Um Paying your mortgage, we do the same thing when we're paying for our home. Uh, those kinds of things make sense. Or I know for some people, like your sister and, and brother-in-law, our sister, your sister, my brother-in-law as well, um, they have one of those iRobot things that that, uh, vacuum, yeah. that vacuums their floor. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's kind sure. of set mm-hmm. on an auto schedule to where it does it every night mm-hmm. and just vacuums the whole house. So it's kind of cool. So things like that make sense. Yeah. But just those to are, put your marriage... Those are good things that benefit the marriage and make life a little bit easier for you. Yeah. So those things make sense. But, yeah. you know, I think, as I mentioned before, you know, we've, we've found ourselves putting our marriage in autopilot at times. And it's just a dangerous place to be. And we're going to talk about that today. So let me read what the writer of Ecclesiastes said in um, chapter 9, verse 9, and verse 10, actually. Uh, New Living Translation, I'm reading this from. So it says, Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. Verse 10, Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. Mm. You know, disregard the part about like the meaningless days because we have meaning and purpose uh, when we when we do life with with the Lord. He has a plan and a purpose for our lives, but that's not the point of that message or that that scripture. I, I, but I think if I can interject here, yeah, please. When when marriages and relationships are on autopilot, it, it is meaningless. You know, it does seem extremely meaningless. That's a great and so point. So I really love. That scripture, yeah. you know, um, because it, it really truly does depict a marriage that is on autopilot. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah. So if you just take that section out, you're absolutely right. That's yeah. a great point, sweetie. So, but we want to live happily with our, our husband and our wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the point. And because we don't want life to become meaningless. Right. Especially in our marriage. We, 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 we want to live intentionally towards one another, towards God. Yeah. Because our marriage represents something to absolutely. the world. Especially in this day and age. Especially in this day and age. That's right. And so, like, like, the, like the writer of Ecclesiastes is saying here... Whatever you do, do it well. Do your marriage well. That's right. Don't let it. Why would fall you in. not? Yeah. Why would want you not to do your marriage well? You know, and I know that's really <laughs> it's a rhetorical question, but you know, why would you not want to do your marriage? You know, well for your marriage. Absolutely. All the days of your life that you have left with your spouse, and yeah. there's so much in that question um, that encompasses, you know living intentionally and and being thoughtful and all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, and looking at your marriage not as something to endure like we've talked about in the mm-hmm. past, but something to experience right. day after day exactly. with excitement. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think there's a lot of things um, that we can do wrong in marriage. Mm-hmm. And... But I think a lot of times we do it unintentionally. Yeah. We don't even realize... I don't realize. think there's any mean motive or malice... I mean, it, it can happen, so we're not going to sure. say we're not going to sure, bury be our heads in the sand and say there. that that doesn't happen. It, right. it does, right. but I think if there is a, a real love and a real care and concern from one another, you're really not trying to do things unintentionally. Right. I mean, sometimes things just happen unconsciously. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking of a funny story about um, when we go to bed at night, and you know, I'm I'm a cover puller. Mm-hmm. I pull our comforter or our covers. And so this would happen night after night after night. And, you know, my wife would be so frustrated with me because she's barely with any covers at night and she gets cold. And so she's like... To the point where I'm like, can we have two sets of covers? Exactly. So I don't wake up freezing cold. (laughs) You've got yours for your half of the bed and I have mine because, so the problem is I'm a very active sleeper. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm running in the bed at times. I don't even know that I'm doing these things. It's just happening unconsciously. But the result of that overnight is I've like pulled the covers off of you. They're kind of catty corner Mm -hmm. and like most of them are pulled to my side. It's just, it's crazy. And so you, you end up pretty frustrated by the whole thing. Because what that equals is I don't get sleep, right? Exactly. That's what that ends up equaling. And so, you know, I'm sitting, I get up first usually in the morning. And so I'm sitting in my chair or sitting, you know, reading somewhere, drinking coffee. And Donna comes in. She's not like marching out, but she just kind of walks out. And you just know the look on her face and what that basically means. And she's, you need to come into the bedroom and see this. (laughs) So (laughs) I go into the bedroom and I'm looking at what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did this again. She goes, yeah, you did this every night. So that is, that can be a very frustrating thing. So, but the point is that, you know, she brings it to my attention and, you know, early on when you were bringing it to my attention, I kind of got a little defensive. Um, And why would I get defensive over something like that? You know, I guess, you know, it could be perceived rejection or, or whatever. Or you're doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Which you are, but. But I'm like, okay, okay, you know, in my mind, I'm like, why? Why is my wife bringing this to me when I don't even know that I'm doing it? 
It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's it's something that's really happening. I'm unconscious at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't even realize what's going on. I mean, how do I take responsibility for something that I don't even realize that I'm doing? <laughs> you know, and there's nothing worse than a cover puller. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in the same vein as like a terrorist right? or a bank exactly. robber. I exactly. mean, a, a cover puller. A I mean, they're all the same yeah. kind of people. Yeah. So right up uh, there with cover pullers. That's that's the that's the challenge is is being a cover puller in my home. But here's the thing that happened in all of that, you know. So Donna shares this with me uh, about what's happening each and every night or many nights. Uh, yeah. Um, what happened is I became more aware now. I'm more aware of something that I'm doing unconsciously mm-hmm. that I didn't realize I was doing. Right. And so this is when I talk about, you know, before I start talking about this this story, this funny story about our own life, um, I think we do a lot of things wrong in marriage, and it's unintentional. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't realize that. Oh, yeah. And this is where this whole autopilot thing starts to kick in. Yeah, yeah, it does. So when you think about relationships, you know, when we when we began dating, right? Let's just think about that. If you begin dating someone, you're first married. Married. Everything you do. Everything you say, you think about it. Right. You know, you consider, you have thoughtful consideration Mm -hmm. about what you're saying, about Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Is this action going to affect him or her negatively or positively? You're really conscious is really what we're saying. Are you going to like this restaurant? Are you going to take it? Are we going to, yeah. I mean, all of it. Does she like the cologne that I'm wearing? Yeah. I mean... Every little thing you run through a filter of mm-hmm. consideration, right? When in early on in your relationships and in your marriage, right? Will this make my spouse happy or sad? You know, so early in our dating in our marriage, we are highly focused and aware of each other's needs. That's true, and and so you can see that what happens as time marches on, because mm-hmm. it always will. Yeah, it's a constant. You start taking each other for granted. You start taking those things that you you put thoughtful consideration to early on. You start taking for granted. You don't talk about things. You don't communicate about it. And your yeah. marriage goes into autopilot is what we'll say, right? Right. So you become, you start making, doing things <clears throat> unconsciously like being a cover puller. Right. Um, you start being coming unconscious to the behaviors in your marriage and, and again, time marches on and you don't address it. Not only that is your, your relationship becomes stale mm-hmm. and you're actually hurting your spouse and you don't even realize it. Yeah, because then you both end up just enduring the day-to-day mm-hmm. because it's become monotonous. Mm-hmm. It's become uh, rote or what you do day after day after day. Mm-hmm. And there's no thoughtful consideration to... Um, Doing something together, doing something different, making things exciting, like you worked at it mm-hmm. at the beginning of your marriage. Exactly. And I'm just thinking about the definition of insanity for, for those in the, in the United States. Um, this is kind of a slang thing that we use. Maybe it's used in other parts of the world as well. But um, we make this statement, the definition of insanity is this. It's doing the same things over and over again, expecting, expecting a different result. A different result. <laughs> and so, yeah, you wake up. Why? Okay, another boring day with my spouse. Well, what are you doing to change it? Exactly. What are we doing to to change that like rhythm, if you will? Sometimes mm-hmm. the rhythm needs to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's that's the whole part of it. Yeah. It's you know, it's kind of like it's like a pilot. 
you know, when a pilot in, a, in an airplane, especially like, you know, those single engine planes and the smaller planes that an individual would, would learn to fly on, right? So they get up to a certain altitude. And once they get to a certain altitude, they can hit the autopilot. If their plane's equipped, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. But if their plane's equipped with autopilot features, then they can just go ahead and hit the autopilot button. And it's going to fly them to their destination. Mm-hmm. It's going to get them get them there. And then, you know, when it gets when they get close to their destination... Then they can shut the auto- autopilot off and then fly the plane mm-hmm. and Take land it. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's kind of what can happen in our marriage. But, you know, for a pilot, what makes a pilot good, and this is stuff that I've, you know, I've got friends and I also have uh, a relative that's a pilot. And what makes them good in their training to get their license is everything that they do is manual. Mm-hmm. Right. They, when you learn how to fly for the first time, you're not using mm-hmm. autopilot. Yeah. You have to manually use all the instruments, all of the, the levers and the sticks and whatever to, to make sure that you know how to fly that plane. There is no autopilot. But, you know, obviously with today, modern technology mm-hmm. right. and all those kinds of things, pilots can use autopilot. But here's the problem. Here's the big problem. They lose their flying skills. Mm-hmm. And that's that's... What happens in marriage is, you know, you start out and you can't be on autopilot because you're in training. Right. You're just married and you're in training and you want to put your best foot forward and you want to learn and you want to be, you know, uh, co-laborers in this marriage and you want to do uh, good for one another. Right. But as time goes on, you put your marriage in autopilot and you lose the skills mm-hmm. of relating and caring for one another. You even lose the thought to even want to do that. Right. You, do, you don't even think, like you said, yeah. it's, it becomes unconscious. Yeah. So why do we do some of the wrong things in marriage? Well, first, like we've said, I believe we take each other for granted, which is yeah. happens so much. Yeah, we do. She's going to pick up the kids. She's going to do the laundry. She's going to handle the meals. She's going to do the dishes, you know. A lot of those expectations, if if not talked about and communicated with one another, yeah. um, come from like we're talking, you know, our experiences from our, our family of origin. Absolutely, we've learned those uh, and watched and learned and, and mm-hmm. experienced that growing up. Yeah. But if you're not talking about those things, you you can enter into it, into your marriage, even on autopilot in those areas. Yeah. Um. So we take each other for granted, and secondly, you know, when that happens, our marriage starts to get on autopilot. Right. And that's the danger because mm-hmm. now we lose the skills of relating and caring for one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. So, you know, everybody out there is probably saying, okay, so why? How <laughs> How do I avoid this? How does this happen? You know, so maybe the, the things that we're about to suggest are the things you try to avoid, mm-hmm. right? True. And, and, you, and you come to the realization that, one, you need spontaneity in your marriage. You need to understand that an autopilot or just these unintentional, unconscious things that we end up doing mm-hmm. need to be broken. And mm-hmm. we have to be aware of that. So first is today you're, you're being made aware that potentially your marriage might fall into autopilot yeah. for various reasons. So here's one of the reasons. Our relationship's gotten to a level that we've already expected. Mm-hmm. We don't think that there's anything more. Right. We, we've attained the goal. Yeah. We're I, married I've conquered. and we're doing life. I got and, the girl. Yeah. And that's all there is. I wined her. <laughs> I dined her. Mm-hmm. Not that we drink wine, but no. you know, we, we, you know, we did the things early on in the relationship, in the marriage or whatever that, that brought a lot of joy and, 
and excitement and and what have you. Mm-hmm. And we think, okay, this is this is it. There's really no more to do. Mm-hmm. And so then you just kind of fall, you know, I guess out of love potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just fall into this pattern to say, well, there's really nothing more to achieve here. There's really nothing more to get excited about. Right, right. And, and maybe it's not falling mm-hmm. out of love, but it's just falling into routine mm-hmm. and into monotony, which is what we, we need to be aware of because... Yeah. Once you fall into routine and you fall into monotony and autopilotness, if that's a word, you made um, it up. So yes. I did, and and you know therein lies the danger of uh, straying. Yeah, grass is always greener, right? Mm-hmm. So you know the grass is greener where you water it, mm-hmm. and so if, that's a good, that's say that again. <laughs> the grass is greener where you water it. Exactly. Uh, if you're watering the grass on your neighbor's yard, then yeah, it is going to be greener. But but mm-hmm. your marriage and your <clears throat> spouse is dying. Yeah. Uh, underneath all of that, which is sad. So here's the thing about you know thinking that there's nothing else. <laughs> Uh, out there for your marriage mm-hmm. that if you again you said if you don't water it your your, your grass is not going to be yeah, green your listen, marriage is not going to flourish i'm not right? talking sexually no, i mean no, it no. can be applied that way you know when we talk about spontaneity and things like that of course there's a sexual uh, intention there but that's not what i'm talking about here we're talking about the day-to-day we're talking about the interaction that you have we're talking about the deep level of relationship and love you have for one another yeah that's it that's it. So here's the problem when you go into autopilot. And I'm just thinking about a plane right now. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is every airplane only has so much fuel. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's the same for your marriage. And taking that one step further, if you don't refuel, mm-hmm. you're going to crash and burn. That's exactly it. The so plane is going down. The plane, yeah, the plane is going to crash. Literally, a plane, airplane is going to crash when it runs out of fuel, and your marriage is going to do the That's same right. thing if it you will. don't keep refueling it. You have to keep stoking the fire, so yeah. to speak, to yeah. keep your marriage burning hot um, with, ex- with excitement, you with do. passion, with you love do. for one another. So secondly, uh, you know why our marriage can be put on autopilot, and this is a very real thing. Yeah, very practical. Is, is we, yeah, it's very practical. We, we put our main focus on something else. Well, what is that something else? No, I'm not talking about another man or woman. No. <laughs> Although it can be, right? What I'm talking about here is the natural things in, in life. Mm-hmm. Our careers, our children's, our, ho- our children, our hobbies, right. our friend groups, yeah. uh, a, a, a sport, you know, golf, mm-hmm. crafting, all of that. Yeah. You know, the general trend in marriage is your marriage is good, then you have kids, and now you focus on kids and not the marriage. That is just plain and simple what happens, mm-hmm. right? If you're not consciously aware of keeping the fire stoked, even with kids, even with little babies, you can still, mm-hmm. you know, there's times in your life where a lot of focus has to go. Babies are babies. Toddlers are toddlers. They need help. They need mm-hmm. both of you. You know, but as even as you have young children, you can still stoke the fires of your relationship. Absolutely. You can still keep it exciting. And again, I'm not talking about sex, even right. though that That's can come be into a part play. Of it. Absolutely. Um, you know, with with adventures and spontaneity and mm-hmm. hey sweetie, let's get a sitter for the kids and go out to dinner. You yeah. know, that that speaks major, major, or, major. You know, stuff. whatever the context is for you, um, and how creative creatively you can come up with ways. You may not have a lot of money. So sure. I, we understand there's True. some limitations there. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's other creative things you can do. You yeah. can, if you have bicycles, you can go on a bike ride together. You, you can, can go take on a, a walk together. You can take a walk together. How about doing dinner at home once the kids are in, the babies are in bed by candlelight? Yeah. In your own home. I mean, you're going to eat anyway. Anything like that. I don't like care that, if it's Burger King. Anything that's different <laughs> than sitting in front of the television yeah. and eating doing your meal. Doing the same thing over and over and, over and again, day after right? day. You want to break that. Absolutely. So lastly, the third reason why your marriage could get into autopilot is, is that you were trained, that's how you were trained to fly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what do you mean by that? Well, you know... Growing up, I saw my parents doing their marriage a particular way. Mm-hmm. You saw your marriage or your parents' marriage going in a particular mm-hmm. way. They did their life a certain way, right? Yep. And I would say, and, and I'm just thinking back on my, my mom and dad's marriage, they kind of fell into a pattern and a routine as mm-hmm. well. So Absolutely. their marriage went into autopilot. Absolutely. It's not to say that my mom and dad didn't take some, some nice trips together and see different parts of the world, different parts of the United States. Um, but their general day-to-day thing was was just a got autopilot into thing routine go to work come home eat dinner watch television fall asleep in the in a chair on the couch then go to bed get up do it all it's rinse and repeat Wash, rinse and repeat do yeah. it yeah do it all over again and so there's going to be a certain amount of that in your life because yeah. it just it is because that's just where you are in a stage of life that's your routine that's your schedule but you've got to break that routine yeah. you've got to break that monotony to make sure that your marriage is being elevated and still remains special yeah and and it's known for both of you and and I think that's what we want to relay here is that your marriage definitely will get into a routine of some sort. You, at some point in your marriage, will go on autopilot. Now, I know you young lovers out there that are first married, you're like, no, there's no way. This is so amazing. I'm just telling you, you've heard it from pastors Richard and Donna, your marriage will will eventually go on autopilot. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. What we want you to understand here is to be aware of it. Yeah. What we're trying to tell you, be aware of it. You know, I I like the scripture in there. Um... It's interesting to me. Where does it say, um, the wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil? Yeah. And, and I would, um, he's speaking to a man there, but I would speak to the wives as well. The husband mm-hmm. God gives you is a reward. Yeah. And and we know that and we cherish that early on in our marriages, yes, right? And absolutely. it's something that we just kind of let slip out of our brain as life happens. As life happens. Life does right. happen out there, guys. And, and monotony does set in. But don't let it uh, rule your marriage. Yeah, don't don't allow your marriage to get into autopilot. Break it up. If we want to, our big encouragement for you today is to just to break up the monotony. Yeah, absolutely. So be intentional. Yeah. Be intentional, like you were intentional at the beginning of your relationship. There may be other items to focus on, like we're saying, but you cannot put your marriage on autopilot and expect it to be great. Right. You know, make and take time for each other. That's, That's what it. we're saying. Be intentional. Make time for your spouse. Really uh, get back to those thoughts that you had towards each other when mm-hmm. you first met. Yeah. That really, really does. You know, it's something that um, we talk about. Hey, do you remember the first time we kissed each other? Yeah. You know, the, the, those first times and the feelings of just excitement and love and enthusiasm that you you can get back to that. God can take you back to that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank we you love guys. you. We're we praying you. for you. Um, if you have any questions or want to connect with us, just find us at Revival Marriage Minute at revivalnow.com.
Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at marriageminute at RevivalNow.com.